Howdy, folks. Welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show, where we're dedicated and committed and obsessed with helping you make some dough in this business, obviously uh, making it and keeping it. And so today I have a wonderful guest. Corey is the founder and the chief visionary officer uh, of Shedwell. And I know you will love this conversation that we're going to have today. And I want to just share a little bit about him so you know who you who we're talking about. And so Shedwell, he's a founder of that company, is a smart shift scheduling software with over 20 years in the restaurant industry. Corey knew firsthand uh, the pain points of this industry. And so he put a team together to create a solution to the problems that we have in the, again, the scheduling world uh, with our staff and our restaurant. So uh, Corey's superpower is a creative optimism, which is welcoming and draws other innovators to his circle. And uh, he has a very large audience on LinkedIn and he brings value to the community. Um, not only obviously, optimism and positivity, but also, which is so necessary nowadays, everybody could use a little bit of uh, positivity around here when things are uh, the way they're going in the world right now, uh, but also his leadership and um, as a founder, uh, the, the value that he brings to the community. So I strongly uh, suggest you go and follow him on all these different platforms and check out Shedwall and just to see if it will serve you and it's a good fit for your operations, especially if you're not very happy with your scheduling platform. And with that, let's get into the show. How's it going? Amazing. How are you? Fantastic. Corey, first, I want to hear your thoughts about how the workforce is changing. I've done multiple shows about, you know, labor and, you know, in terms of scheduling um, with restaurant owners, kind of wise ways of scheduling and not training and kind of talking about the workforce. And usually the problem has been in the last few years, we cannot find people uh, to fulfill a lot of the roles that we've had in our restaurants and how the workforce is obviously changing. You see the unemployment rate, particularly in our industry. How do you see things shifting, obviously, in the workforce? and the quality of the workforce with the rate of unemployment and all that's going on in our industry? So I think to the restaurant industry, and this may be, this may be uh, revolutionary for some people to hear, I think it's going to turn into a gig economy. I don't mm -hmm. think that restaurants are going to have full-time wait staff. I don't think you're going to go and, and, and say, is Rosie here? I've had her waiting on me every day for the last 12 years. I think that, that professional waiters, professional bartenders, professional you know, line cooks, sous chefs, food runners, I think they're going to start working as many days a week as they want at the places that they want. I think people are really going to use that almost as a way to position themselves as a brand. I also think that I see a lot of people that are going to be using this to go pick up a shift when and where they want to, to supplement their income as they drive Uber, as they deliver Amazon packages, mm -hmm. as they begin to teach online courses. I've seen so many people from the restaurant industry begin to get certified as an executive coach. You know, go out and, and try sales. I had people selling software for me. They came from the restaurant industry. I don't think six months ago we would have ever seen a waiter go out and try mm -hmm. to sell tech. Wow. I think people selling tech, people had been doing it for years and went to college for it. And now it's people mm -hmm. that, that were, were slinging, you know, ribeyes rib and baked potatoes a few months ago. So I really think that that shift is going to be revolutionary for the industry. I think that's such an interesting point. Are you saying also a lot of, you know, a lot of folks who are in college work um, restaurants, historically speaking, always, and a lot of colleges are going to be doing things online and things like that. Are you saying that you're seeing people not to just have one client being working for one restaurant, but rather they're going to be driving and or working a few hours here, or working a few hours there? Is that what you're kind of saying? 
that they're going to be doing multiple things. Maybe they sell software during the day at night or working at a restaurant under days off or driving. Is that what you're saying? Not as much, although I see that as well. What I'm saying is that as a professional waiter, I think that, and, and you know, I haven't waited tables in years and, and doubt I'll ever do that again for, for a living, but you know, maybe I'll go guest, guest wait a table or something. But what I do think we'll see is that the professional waiters might go on their phone and see you know, who, who's, who's, who needs a waiter for the next night. Maybe I can go into Sullivan's and work a shift, especially you know, something like what we're building with Shedwell, where you can upload the, the table configuration. You can upload the, the P mix mm-hmm. or the, the, you know, a little test to make sure they know what the ingredients are that go into the Caesar salad or whatever it is. I think we're going to see people working at multiple locations almost as a contractor. So I, I don't think this steakhouse is going to have 10 full-time waiters. I think they may have their one or two guys that that's all they want. They, I think they might have, you know, 30, 40 waiters that rotate through as needed that are also waiting tables down the street, waiting tables, you know, in, in their hometown, whatever it is. So I really think it's going to be a lot more of a gig economy with, with a lot of moving pieces. That's fascinating. And as it unfolds, I, I totally agree with you. So that leads me to this other question is that, so interestingly, a lot of the software companies that do scheduling like Shedwool, um, is that, you know, you are predicting per se the future, you're predicting next week's sales and obviously allocating a percentage of labor suggestion or you're projecting sales. And it's been so hard in the last few months for a lot of restaurant owners because things shift like the news, they come up with something in the CDC and then the next week sales kind of goes down because that's just the mood of the whole town. And obviously depending on where you're located in, in the country, but how do you see that shifting for a restaurant owner when you're trying to schedule people? And um, it's kind of interesting. You're saying in conjunction with the, you know, viewing scheduling people more as a gig. And one of our problems is with, with delivery. Sometimes you have so many deliveries come at the same time. Sometimes you don't have any, it's just re it's become hard for us as restaurant owners predict and project next week as our managers are trying to do the schedule and all that. So what are your thoughts on that and how shifting? And if you have any tips for, you know, how to do the best with what we've got in here. So the reason I started Shedwell five years ago is I realized that restaurants weren't using data to properly staff their, their location. So Mm -hmm. they were always either overstaffed or understaffed every single day of the week. (laughs) You walk into a restaurant there's six waiters standing around a table. And and so they're making a sixth of the money that they should, or, you're waiting 15 minutes for your water to get to the table. You drink it all because you've been waiting 15 minutes and it sits in front of you empty for another 15 minutes because you're understaffed. The data always existed. They Mm -hmm. had, they actually taken and and, and scrutinized and leveraged the data. They would have had two people. The Mm -hmm. data was there. And as we move into this, you know, quote unquote new norm or, or this different thing, the data points are still there. And I started Shedwell five years ago because I thought on call shifts were preposterous you know if you're going to need these five people on Wednesday on the patio. If not, take a look at the news, take a look at the weather. And now you know. You, you don't need to wait until one that afternoon when they can no longer get childcare if they need it or when yeah. they can no longer tell that guy or girl they want to go on a date with, hey, turns out I'm going to be free in two hours. And the worst thing is when you don't know when you're working, you can't forecast your income, right? If, if you say oh, I yeah. might work five. <laughs> hey, Corey, you might work five days next week. We'll let you know that the day of. Well, now I might work two days and I might be having to live off of 40% of the income that I had been uh, kind of, you know, promised or, or that I'd been anticipating. But again, all the data existed there. So what I think, mm-hmm. in, you know, what we're working to is Shedwell. And this, uh, you know, of course, is not an advertisement for Shedwell other than my 
signature t-shirt, but, um, but the data is there. The data is still there. The, the CDC, that is data points. It can inform a scheduling software management team. You know, things like the weather, the sun actually helps kill the, the, the virus. If it's a sunny day, you can pretty much use data to forecast that more people will both be in, in, indoors and on the patio and your delivery will go down. Another thing is, you, yeah. you, you, know, you know from the pizza industry, yeah, you might not know when all the deliveries are going to start coming in, but you know when they start coming in, they're going to keep coming in. That's yeah, <laughs> you, you identify that pattern. In fact, a lot of times it's for the day, even when your lunch is really busy, you already kind of predict, I don't know what it is, the mood of the, the town. It's just everybody gets hungry at the same time. So you sense that it's coming before it goes to be like crash and burn. You need to take some action there. Well, and let's even take it the slightest step further because I know you're in a smaller community. If your whole town ordered pizza for lunch, they're not ordering it for dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so there's a data point, right? You now know maybe, maybe your couple of staff, you don't need all the delivery drivers sitting mm -hmm. around making no money. No one's eating pizza. Everyone in your town already had pizza. So this is kind of right. We, we always seek to find, we typically like to have about 100 data points to, to help inform our, our customers about their mm -hmm. staffing and their scheduling, you know, upcoming. But I think that it's very difficult for a manager, a human being to process all of those data and make an informed decision, but it's very easy for a computer. It's, right, yeah. All those data points are just literally waiting to be pulled and, and to be analyzed. So that's what, we're, that's, that's what I see moving forward. And that's what I've been kind of proactively on the front lines of. So you're simply saying that what has not changed is for us to obviously look at the data of the past and identify those trends and patterns. So they may, those patterns may have shifted slightly, but those patterns are still there. And obviously you can utilize a software to kind of look at many different data points, obviously, than a person can or a manager can. But you're saying that those things are still valid because I feel like and when I speak with our manager, he is going to tell me that, oh, things are changing. I can't predict. I, you know, again, we're going through these seasons of sometimes we're over scheduling this week. We're under scheduling sales is good. So <laughs> uh, whatever it is. So it is kind of interesting what you're saying that the data is still there to study, but we need to kind of be masterful again either you're going to use a software and i think even if you use a software i think as a business owner or manager you need to get great at studying numbers it's going to be so insightful to just help you make wiser decisions uh, as a whole yeah but the one other thing that i would highlight is the data is what's valuable but the patterns aren't so in, in my decades okay. in the restaurants they were always looking at um what our sales were this date last year what we did Correct. historically, what, okay. Which so it's no so longer last, valid because what was last year well, and this year are so, really different. <laughs> it's, it's completely invalid for the first time ever. It used yes. to be that you could take actual data, historical data, and you could use it to forecast. And you look at your PNL yeah. and you understand that you know, your spoilage was this and, and whatever it might be. You have to throw all of that out the window. Now that's no longer data, but the actual yeah. data points, what the weather is. I mean, we right now know, there are no games, so there's no, everyone's getting out of the stadium at 6.30 and they're all going to want pizza, but those yeah. type of data points in real time, the ones that have nothing to do with six months ago when we lived in a different world, right? What is the data right yeah. now? The, the data right now is available for right now, and I think once people harness that and, and understand, mm -hmm. you know, certain ways to really make sense of it and, and to use that you know, from, from a, a at least slightly automated perspective to really yeah. help inform some of these decisions. I think we're going to see 
labor percentages go down, we're going to see morale and retention go up. At the end of the day, that impacts the customer's seats in the, you know, and, and they all leave happier and tell all their friends about how amazing your pizza was. So, Yeah, no, that's fascinating. And also I wanted to, uh, that leads to this other question I have for you is that, you know, as a leader, you know, a manager or a restaurant owner, it doesn't matter. When you go through these uncertainties, you know, again, initially the, and then when this whole thing started, um, and I wanted to ask you that, how do you, what tips do you have for someone leading a team or a company and having a positive outlook, um, though you really don't know the future. So we can, you can always say, oh, things are going to work out or this and this and this. But on the other hand, you see the numbers are, you know, a lot of restaurants going through this tough season, partly because again, you, you don't know if things are getting better or things are getting worse. And so what tips do you have as a leader managing a group of people? How do have that positive outlook and uh, optimism for the team? Because as you mentioned, it affects their morale as well, that how they serve customers. As we go through this very bumpy road, um, everybody is, you know, no matter who we are. So what are your thoughts on that? So I'm big on empathy. And I think the empathetic leaders are the ones that are really going to see, you know, positive results. But at the end of the day, I think that from a management perspective, right, assistant general manager, floor manager, people at that level, it's the time to be a man or a woman of the people. Side with your employees, not your ownership. Make sure that if they're not making what they're used to to live at that restaurant, let them know about a place down the street that needs someone on Thursdays. Let them know that Amazon's paying $20 an hour to go to the warehouse and bring packages. I think so many people are protective over their people. Uh Oh, if I go let them bartend at at, at Mm -hmm. the sports bar on Saturdays, we're going to lose them. I think the time to be greedy and the time to you know, come from that place of lack is over. I think managers need to empower, hey, I get you're only making $300 a week working here, rather than ask you to eat ramen and, you know, and, and, and drop out of college. How about I introduce you to my buddy that's got a call center that's doing remote, right? Make an extra, make an extra $300 a week, and now you're making yeah. 600 And if you're the manager that helps your, your waiter making 300 bucks a week double their income, and half that comes from you, they're going to love you. They're going to love your restaurant. They're going to stick around more. They become your advocates. They start engaging with, with your restaurant pages on social. I mean, everything that you wish and wanted them to do just by listening and making sure they're okay. So, you know, unfortunately, I still see in, in my life and, and in my circles, I still see managers trying to say, well, of course, we're not going to let this person go wait tables down the street. Or, of course, we don't want to let them know that they can make more money, you know, drive an Uber. But I think the people that are putting themselves, you know, in that chair of we want you to succeed. We don't want your life to suck. You know, the restaurant might be losing money right now, but that doesn't mean that you need to be, you know, going to sleep hungry. I think just that empathy and that siding with the with the workers rather than the ownership is going to be huge. I think that's a great point you're saying. And I know how hard it is doing that. The truth is that they are already, you know, the employees are already looking around because especially if they're not making what they were making before, and they have bills, um, you know, all of the, the stuff. So I guess, you know, it is critical to be honest and as, you know, in the management side, communicate where we're at. We're trying to do our best to grow our sales, you know, but this is what we can offer. And again, as you said, kind of looking to asking them to, hey, you may need to work at two different restaurants or two different things. And um, I mean, I can see and I know how hard that is what you're saying, because you have this fear of losing people, but we've always in this industry, we lose people, we gain people. And that just, that means that we need to be much better at leading. We need to get better at growing ourselves. I mean, 
even during these times, because this is just um, what it is. But I feel like if we have that approach, as you're saying, of being a better leader, be empathetic, I feel like people will also understand, maybe leave a little while, maybe they come back. We've had a lot of people come back um, that they may have quit, they went work somewhere else and they come back. We've had dozens of um, team members come back and I think that it is important to keep our reputation at least you can keep them as a customer because if your food is good, at least they will come back for that, right? So, and tell their friends. And tell their friends, and, you know, yeah. And and I do want to highlight you and your show and your reputation because people talk. I mean, you're right. It doesn't surprise me to hear you've had dozens of employees come back because you know the grass is never as green on the other <laughs> side as you might yeah. think. But but you. The, the nuggets that you share, the, the guests that you have on, and just, the, just what you are freely offering to people in the industry that I spent half of my life in is very, very needed, very, very refreshing. And well, I'm just, you. yeah, I, I probably spent years looking for you or someone doing exactly what you're doing. And when I stumbled on your YouTube channel, and I actually, one of the people that works for me as well, and said, you need, you need to check out this show. And um, I've now, it's been months. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So I'm, I'm stoked to be on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much, Corey. And, uh, you're as well, very generous with the community. And I appreciate that very much. I do check all of your videos, particularly on, uh, on LinkedIn. And I think that it is very important during these times for us to serve one another. Again, as we get through this bumpy road, all of us, we just don't know what the future holds, but we do know that we can help one another the best we can uh, getting through that. So I wanted to as well talk a little bit about the Shedwell and the software solution that you guys provide, particularly in the light of for restaurant owners. Why should people come and check you guys out? Um, what are some of the benefits that you want to make sure people know about so they can take advantage of that and uh, save some money? And again, schedule people more properly so as you said it builds morale so people can predict you know no one likes likes unpredictability so that is kind of very nice what you guys are able to provide with your scheduling software so if you would please share a little bit about that i'd appreciate it i would love to so i, I i'm not going to name any competitors by name i wish all of them a lot of luck as well and i've used half of them as a, as a restaurant uh, veteran however what we've sought to do is we've sought to build something that's very intuitive Mm -hmm. that gives our users specifically in the restaurant industry what they need without giving them things that they don't a lot of the competitive products for me have the features i would have never needed because they were there the buttons get so small you can't push them and so sometimes you almost would rather not use something although it could have been awesome mm -hmm. because it's just a little more than you needed um i think a lot of industries need all of those bells and whistles the restaurant industry doesn't people want to see when they're working they want to be able to swap shifts if and when they want mm -hmm. to they want to be able to pick up a available free shift if they're wanting to make some more money and they're available. They want to have a, a, a solid communication platform. And in times like COVID, I mean, if an entire staff can understand what's going on with the delayed opening or with, you know, someone on staff has uh, the illness. One of the things we're building in is an actual way for, for the restaurants to test their staff before they come in and make sure that no one is symptomatic. Um, we begin to touch oh, things like training. We are building mm -hmm. a, a hiring component, both for full-time, part-time, and temporary workers as well. So if a restaurant needed a dishwasher or bartender on a Saturday night, mm -hmm. push a button, goes out into the community using social proof. Um, building things in like geofencing so people can clock in and out through the app. We're looking at some integrations with some wireless uh, point of sales so that the waiters can actually take payment place orders through their phones or the handheld devices. So you know, we find that so many things touch scheduling. Um, mm -hmm. And if we can be at that epicenter and help with things like sales contests and initiatives, training new staff, 
gamifying their, their work. You know, if someone r- routinely stays extra, maybe not even making any extra money, or someone's routinely getting amazing reviews on TripAdvisor or Yelp, to be able to document and to be able to accrue points there can really help gamify and incentivize them, but it can also help them stay with your establishment. If in six months they have 80 points, 100 points getting something they've been excited about for six months, they're not going to leave, right? So all these kind of things that can really help make employees' lives better. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, the, the legislation coming out around scheduling, fair work week predictive scheduling, a lot of ownership, a lot of management are really scared of. So we're trying to really, you know, mitigate some of that fear. We're really mm-hmm. trying to say, listen, yeah, you have to do this. And we're not the ones saying it, the, the government is, but if you have to do this, let's have it be as easy and profitable as possible and turn mm-hmm. this into a net, a net positive. So that's kind of what we're doing. I encourage anyone to check us out. We, we have apps for the app store on, on iOS, uh, Google Play for Android. We've also got a web version and a website. So if anybody's curious, several.com uh, or check us out on any of the, any of the software review sites. Our users, um, we've been very fortunate. They have nothing but good things to say about us. And um, so far, I haven't spent any money to have to get rid of anything bad. So hey. we're batting a thousand. <laughs> uh, that's great. And I think one of the points you mentioned is that, you know, you want a solution that is easy to use. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's hard to use and, it, it uh, you know, as you said, I mean, I know how it is, what you're saying. And some of the competitors I've seen, there's so many features that, and sadly, a lot of our people are not that tech savvy. Um, so it is very important, particularly in our industry, in the restaurant industry, you want a solution that is easy, that is quick. So um, I love hearing those words. So uh, I encourage everybody to go to check uh, Shedwell.com. And I'm, there is also a free trial, uh, isn't that? Somebody can sign up to just test it, oh, yeah. um, just to see how it works. Particularly during these times, I think it is absolutely critical to have a smart scheduling tool that is by your side, like your ally helping you, because obviously as, as we go through these times, uh, for sure. So thank you so much, Corey, for your time. And uh, yeah, we would catch you up on LinkedIn. Do you also on other platforms for people to follow you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit less active on other platforms because LinkedIn just has been so, they receive me so well and more, mm-hmm. but it's also frankly been a great traction channel, but I'm active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Perfect. Um, I am on Snapchat, although I don't know what that means. And I have a TikTok, but I've been told I'm not as funny as I thought. And now hey. it's getting banned around the world. So We've all been <laughs> told yeah. that. It's all, right. it's all right. All right. Thank you so much, Corey. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you all very right. much. It was a pleasure. Sure. And I will have the, the links in the description and I'll have the bio as well there. I do want to respect your time. I don't know what time it is. Uh, it is uh, 1144. So again, I don't know if you have something else going on. I really enjoyed our chat. Um, it was very insightful for me. I feel as well in any industry, it's always good to hear from people that view the industry you're in, in a different, in a different angle, they will have an insight and a perspective that you can't see. You know what I mean? So I think it's, um, the tips you gave were incredibly important. So I really appreciate, I'm going to have to think about some of those stuff that you said and how we need to pivot because, you know, I don't know about you guys with your thing. I mean, I'm sure you're trying to do the same, but we all are trying to pivot and as things are changing to figure out how can we come up with better solutions for our people and our community. So we're still standing years to come. So. Yeah, no. And, and you will be, you are going to thrive. Let's have another chat soon just sure. to, just to keep the conversation going, but please keep me as close uh, as close to what you're doing on LinkedIn as possible. So I can be as supportive as possible. Thank you. When you send me the, you're welcome. When you send me the links, my team will kind of, 
pull out some nuggets. We will be putting it on all my channels. I'll have both my personal social media team as well as my Shedwell Marketing Communications team do that. We'll point everyone towards you, towards your Appreciate channels. Um, oh, it's it's not only the least I can do, but it's a pleasure. It's anymore I get really picky. It's I probably had 15 people in the last week or so. Well, no, I had more than that. But I probably had 20 people in the last two weeks asked me to be on their podcast. I probably said yes to five. Used to be I said yes to absolutely everyone. Um, but I'm trying to make sure right now things are going to be productive on brand that mm-hmm. I can add value as well. And so, you know, it is a testament to you and what you're doing that, that I am you know, on the show even. But, um, it, I, you know, it means nothing other than I really like what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate that. I totally understand. And I respect your time and uh, know that it means a lot. All the stuff that you're telling me means the world to me. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you All so right. much. Well, awesome have a wonderful day, Corey. Yeah, well, we'll too. be in touch. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.